you know, sometimes, sometimes I get tired. And it's been a long week. Um, it's been a long month, actually. I've been trying to finish my book, and it takes a lot out of me. And during the holidays, it was difficult because, you know, we had family and events and, and with ball games this last week, we were traveling quite a bit. <clears throat> and, um, and I work on it on long hours to the evening. Um, and I try to wake up as early as I can to get it done. And sometimes I just get tired. And I woke up this morning and I was tired. And I know that I know that we get that way when we are trying to do things or hold things up. And sometimes when you have faith, it gets tiring when, when, that, when you are physically tired, when you're mentally tired. It, it's hard to hold on to what God has promised. And you go through these moments and you're saying, God, where are you? And all I could think about was this in, in, in Acts chapter 23. When Paul is being held, it says in verse 11, The following night the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify in Rome. Now, Jesus is going to give Paul a, a word of hope that Paul is going to make it to this trial in Rome and if you read the book of Acts, you know that it's a very long process. I mean, he's, he's accused, he's in prison, he's held for years. Some people think it's up to 10 years it took for Paul to get to Rome. From this one moment when God told him, when Jesus told him. But sometimes, sometimes I just need to know that the Lord is near as Paul knew that God was there. You know, the Bible says, this is just amazing, the following night the Lord stood near Paul. The Lord stood near Paul. You know, sometimes we just need God just to stand next to us. Sometimes we just need God to come and support us because we get tired and we don't see what is happening. We don't see what God has promised. But I do know this, that my God shall never lie. He shall never change his mind. And when he speaks, he will act. And when he promises, he will fulfill. I don't understand the moments we go through. And I don't understand why some of us have to go through long nights where it seems like we cannot face tomorrow. But I do know this, that the Lord will always stand near you. He will always stand near you. Sometimes we feel alone and abandoned. But you must know that your God will always stand near you. This thought, this idea, I think about in the book of Esther. And if you'd like to turn with me to Esther chapter 6. Esther is a unique book. It's a unique portion of Scripture because it is one of two books in the Bible that never mention the name God. We read and we know the story of Esther, but this book never mentions the name God. 
And yet we see that God is doing things behind the curtain that no one can see. And you know the story where King Xerxes is looking for a new wife because his wife was disobedient. She did not want to be presented in front of the king and his drunk guest, and so she refused, and so they got rid of her, and they needed a new queen, and finally Queen Esther came, and she is this beautiful woman that pleased the king. He takes her as his wife. But her uncle, who is watching her, Mordecai, tells her, don't reveal who you are. Don't let them know that you're a Jew. Keep that hidden. And so she was under his care and and so she listened to him and so here she is now into royalty and and Mordecai is just a man he's there and he's 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 just a good guy and he's but he's a Jew and he's in a foreign land and and all of a sudden he finds out that there's this plot to kill the king and so he goes and reports it and he says listen there's, there's, there's this plot, and these two guys are wanting to assassinate the king, and so the king finds out it's, it's pretty true those guys are taken care of. Then a man named Haman comes in. Haman is a very highly honored man to the king. Haman is loved by the king. Haman is praised by the king. And when he would go out, people would bow down to him and give him honor because the king honored him, but Mordecai wouldn't. Mordecai wouldn't, and, and because of that, Haman hated him. And how many know that when you hate someone, when you hate something, it consumes you? And you're not satisfied with just hating them. You want to hurt them. You want to exploit them. You want to do whatever it takes to make their life miserable. That is truly hate. And Mordecai, was, or Haman wasn't satisfied with just Mordecai being killed he wanted to kill all of the jews and so he gets the, he tells the king the king says go ahead and do it and so haman sends out this article that says on this certain day we are going to wipe out all of the jews we're going to kill them all but see this plan isn't going to work because the first promise that god had ever made was in the book of genesis in the book of genesis where God said that he would protect the seed. He would protect the Messiah. There was no way they were going to wipe out all the Jews because God was going to step in and protect his promise. But Haman wanted to get rid of all the Jews and the order was set. The motions was turning. The wheels were turning. And this day was coming. And, and this is where Mordecai goes to Esther and says, please go tell the king, go tell the king because we need help. And Esther's afraid. Because if she is not welcomed in the king's presence, she could be executed. And Mordecai tells her, listen, it is for such a time as this that you've been placed in this place of position. So please go tell the king. So she tells the people, go and fast and pray for her. And she goes in and the king finds out. But what is interesting, what is interesting is in chapter 6. Haman is planning to kill Mordecai in the morning. He set up this pole and he was going to hang him from this pole. Haman is ready to move in on his enemy and to wipe out Mordecai. And 
Here is a book in the Bible that never mentions God. You must be thinking, where is God in this story? Mordecai who saved the king, Mordecai who, who didn't do anything except wouldn't bow down to Haman is now being destroyed. And because of this, all of the Jewish people are going to be wiped out. Where is God? Oh, if he could be like Paul and have him stand next to me. I wonder if Mordecai thought the same thing. God, if you could just be with me right now because our life, our people are going to be wiped out. So Haman set up the pole. He was ready to take out his enemy in the morning. In the morning, Mordecai's death was going to happen in the morning. But this is what I love. In chapter 6, that night, the king could not sleep. That night. What night? The night before Mordecai was going to be killed. That night, the Lord moved upon the king's heart so he would not sleep. Too bad Mordecai didn't have Ma Bell and could have got one of those big telephone books and read it to help him fall asleep. So he orders the Chronicles to be brought on that night. On the night when God was needed the most, it was on that night they brought the books and they read to the king. And the king hears about Mordecai. And he asked, what honor and recognition has Mordecai received for this? For what? For saving his life. What did he get for it? Nothing has been done. And when did it, ha when did it happen? That night. I don't know God and his ways. I don't know why he seems to always come in on that night. But I do know that he does come in. And I know that he will stand near you. And I know that he will give you the strength, even when you're tired, even when you're hurting, even when you can't see him. Because on that night, what you did not know was God was moving on your behalf. On that night. On that night. And so the king realizes that no honor has been given to Mordecai. And so he says, who's out there? Who's out there? And it's Haman. Haman was going to come early to move in and attack his enemy. But king sees Haman. He says, Haman, come here. Come here. And so they bring Haman in. And he says, what do we do for someone that a king wants to honor? What do we do? And Haman thinks he's talking about himself because he is honored by the king. And and Haman says, well, you know, you got to go and get the nicest robe you can get. you got to parade him out. you got to let the people know that this is the man that the king honors. And the king says, great, go do it. Go do it for Mordecai. Could you imagine the embarrassment, the hurt, the, 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 the pain, the suffering Mordecai knew? Or Haman knew this was not going to be fun. And here's a man who refuses to bow to Haman, is now being paraded by the enemy that wants to kill him. I'll tell you, God will take you from a place of lowliness and restore you to a place of greatness. And you don't have to worry about a thing. Why? Because on that night, your God will move on that night. Sometimes we feel like 
we're just at a point where it's like, God, how come you keep neglecting me? God, how come I don't see you? God, where are you? God, I'm looking for you. I can't find you. Where are you? But it is on that night that he has already got the wheels in motion. And so finally the plot is revealed. The king finds out about it. Haman knows that his days are ended. And God saves the people. It was on that night. I want you to know that you can trust and completely depend upon the Lord. That you can take shelter in the Most High. And I promise you this. I promise you this with every bone in my body. That if you call upon the Lord, that He will, like Paul, stand next to you. He will be there for you. He will never fail you when you need Him the most. When you cry out to your God, you can trust Him. Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. In whom I trust that he will cover me, that I am under his wings. His faithfulness will be a shield to me. And I will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrows during the day. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but you, but it will not overcome me. I will observe, I will watch. And I say that the Lord is my refuge and I will make the Most High my dwelling. No harm will overcome me. Disaster will not come near me. For He will command His angels to guard me and my ways and they will lift up my hands. And I will not strike my foot against the stone. I will tread on the lion and the cobra and I will trample the great lion and the serpent. Why? Because we love him, says the Lord, that he will rescue, he will protect you, he will do these things because you acknowledge who he is. And when you call upon him, he will answer you. And when you come to him, he will save you in times of trouble and deliver you and honor you. And he will show you his salvation. Psalm 91 is one of the most favorite psalms that I know, that I, ha- that I love to read. And I love to personalize it. Why? Because it is God who I take refuge in. And I want you to know that it is God that you can take refuge in. You can find your strength and your your rest in Him. You can find the ability to stand and to continue to go forward. Because on that night, when you rest in the Most High, He will shelter you. Because He loves me says the Lord. When I read that verse, all I can think about is the love and the compassion that God has. Because He loves me. Because we love the Lord, He is motivated to take care of you. He is motivated to rescue you. He is motivated to protect you. And God is letting us know that when you call upon him, he will answer. So this morning, you may be in one of those situations. You may be in one of those moments where it's that night you need God to move because in the morning, 
if God doesn't show up, you're going to fail. But I promise you, God will not fail you when you call upon him.